three, two, music. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Following Jesus with Christ Church podcast. We spent some time here trying to share some observations and stories about following Jesus from our little perspective of the universe, Christ Church in Grand Rapids, especially during these days of coronavirus. Um, we just heard yesterday from our president that we expect the time to be a little bit longer for, for quarantine. Many of us are thinking about how quickly can we get through this, and, and yet <clears throat> it looks like uh, we're going to be spending a little bit more time uh, in this quor coronavirus quarantine. One of the things that we have been asking ourselves as a church, as individuals, is what is it that we can learn during this time? What, it, what sort of things are being exposed in our hearts, maybe that uh, we weren't even aware that we're there or uh, coming out, things like fears, uncertainties, all of those different things. So to talk about this, we've gathered a round table of my colleagues uh, at Christ Church. I, of course, am Andrew Vandermoss, one of the pastors there, and I have three of my pastoral colleagues, Addison Hawkins, Bryant McGee, and Ben Seneker. That's how I go around on my Zoom screen, which is what the call is on for today. So Say hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello, everybody. This is Ben. <laughs> so you'll hopefully pick up each of their voices as you go, and you'll realize who is talking. As we talk about uh, items in our hearts that are exposed, we kind of using this category of idolatries. Uh, Tim Keller has uh, written a lot about idolatries of the heart, one thing that he says uh, in, in uh, or one way that he puts it is this, why do we lie or fail or break our promises or live selfishly? Of course, the general answer is because we are weak and sinful. But the specific answer is that there's something besides Jesus that we feel we must have to be happy. Something that is more important to our heart than God, something that's enslaving our heart through inordinate desires. The key to change, and even maybe before change, the key to self-understanding is therefore to identify the idols of the heart. He, of course, is picking up on, on biblical notions. One of the clearest or the places that I've come back to as a pastor uh, often is in Jeremiah 2, where God speaks through the prophet, and he says, Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked and utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have, one, forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and two, hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. What Keller is saying uh, as he is reading Jeremiah and understanding that is that there are things in our hearts that we rely on other than Jesus for our happiness, for our security, for our significance, uh, the places where we look for power, approval, control, comfort, all of these different types of things. And a, a crisis like we're having right now with coronavirus uh, can begin to expose some of those things. So we thought it would be good just to talk about it, talk about it both first person in terms of ourselves, because 
we recognize that, but then also just in our role and the role that we're called to play in the church, just what are some of the things that we're seeing and hearing and uh, diagnosing in other people? So I'm going to let these guys do most of the talking uh, today, now that we're seven minutes into the, the podcast, but uh, I'm going to let them do most of the talking. And what sort of things ha have you seen? Uh, who wants to jump in? I will. Uh, so this is Ben, uh, Grace Hill. Um, so I, I know that for me, I have a very long history of um, relying very heavily on the approval of others, uh, even being a, a student. If I got an A on an assignment, I interpreted that as that means that I'm I'm a good person and I am uh, approved by my teacher. I do well in sports. My coach likes me, therefore I get that approval. And what I'm seeing is that <clears throat> is now translating into this time of church planting, of ministry. Um, and I, I, I see myself slipping into that, that idea that, well, if the church plant goes well, then that means... Um, I then I have significance as as a person, and so uh, I've really challenged, been challenged at this time of not being able to meet um, and and feeling like the momentum that was there with the church plant has now uh, been. I'm feeling that I guess it's been limited because of of our inability to meet. I'm I'm really struggling, and 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 everything now going online. Uh, I'm using Facebook a lot that to, to uh, post things, to communicate. That's where I'm posting the, the devotionals during the week and the services on Sunday. And um, I'm, 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 I'm getting caught up in the, the thumbs up, the likes or the hearts. And I find myself going to Facebook several times during the day to see if I'm getting any likes on the, um, on the stuff that's being posted, being posted. And then, you know, again, I translate that to, well, if I get likes, that means um, uh, there's some, there's some security there. And that's an idol, right? It's an idol that I'm, I'm looking for significance at places other than Jesus. And, and that's something that I've really been struck by. Um, and again, that, this is not unique to me. This is something that's very human. This is a result of sin. This, this idol of, seeking approval, seeking significance from places other than Jesus. Yeah. So I, I yeah. can certainly affirm that that is not unique to you. Recognize <laughs> that. And, you know, it's one of those things you Sunday morning, even you, you're used to being around and people saying, Hey, I really appreciated that. Or yeah. that was really great. And you're just not getting that kind of feedback. And so you're going and, and looking for it on the likes. That's, that, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And what other things are you guys seeing exposed? Uh, this is Bryant. Um, I'm looking at the screen and seeing that mine is the oldest face of the four. For sure. Most gray hair, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can, I can resonate with what Ben said from my past. A little different now in my present as, as an associate instead of the guy who's preaching every week. For me personally, it's been, you know, I, I look at... Um, uh, I, I've been struck by how many times I'm consumed by seeing what the Dow Jones and the S&P is doing or visiting the RBI website 
because I'm closer to retirement than any of the other guys thinking about that, had been planning for that and how much I've lost. I've just been devastated uh, in my personal life for the, the comfort and control. I, I, I want it to come back. I keep hearing that it will come back. I have no idea, no certainty at all that it's going to come back in a time frame before, you know, I'm, I'm starting to draw out of my accounts and, so it's just, it's been frustrating uh, personally, just that every time I reach over to pick up my phone, I'm like, why are you doing this again? You know, I just, and it's like multiple times a day and something that I've not really been struck by uh, in my past the way I have been now because, yeah. because of where we are. Oh, that's great. I'm sure that that is something that, that many, many people can relate to what do you how do you combat that i mean once you you know you see that exposure in your heart like what are some of the things that you do to combat that to um, seek to tamp that down yeah it will tell me and and then i can do it (laughs) 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 i'm not uh, i'll move my phone to another part of the house and just not uh, not pick it up but it's is, is that, that's a different kind of distancing right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. I, I do find it, it does help but it, it doesn't stop it because when i walk by it again um i'm reaching for it picking it up right right it seems like you know a big part of that is once the lie is exposed because you know and i know you know this very well your security is not in your retirement account your security is in the Lord, you've got to bring truth to the struggle, uh, preach the gospel to yourself. Do you find yourself doing that more and more? I do, especially in the morning. I've been, you know, using the, uh, the, the book that uh, the church is using the devotional guide. So I've, I've, I've usually sitting there, my phone is next to me. So I'll be finishing that part and then I'll be reaching for the phone and I'll think to myself, you know, now is a great time to, uh, apply, uh, right, everything that right. you've just been reading. So I, it, it has been good. For sure. Yeah. But that, you, I mean, you've really, that for sure, for a lot of people and, and just the uncertainty too. I mean, here we are, President Trump has said end of April. And, you know, if you haven't lost your job or if you thought that you were going to just be out for a couple of weeks now to think about that being even longer and even the uncertainty after that, where Maybe you didn't take coronavirus very seriously at the beginning, and now you're seeing people dying and, you know, hospitals overrun in Wayne County and coming closer to Kent County. You know, it's just that that time of uncertainty and worry for sure. Um, absolutely. Addison, what sort of things are, are you seeing? Well, nothing. I mean, I'm just covering it all up and it's much easier to do that now. <laughs> just, you know, just kidding. Yeah. I mean, that in yeah. some senses exposes the idolatry in my heart, and, you know, being able to, to cover up easily the things that um, you would maybe normally see on a, on a weekly basis when we get together or no, but I mean, 
each one of these to a different extent, you know, what Bryant talked about and what Ben talked about, I see in my own life, I was really struck by what Ben said in terms of like transact the, the transaction that goes on with social media and, and getting feedback from people, you know, uh, something close to home and we're doing it right now, but even in this podcast, like hearing from people like, Oh man, that was really great. Or that was what, you know, wrote a great thing you guys talked about, or that conversation was awesome. And, just feeling my sense of self-worth and my sense of, uh, of approval from other people go up um, just from hearing those things in a very transactional way that's, um, you know, has been exposed a little bit over, over this uh, over time in a way that probably wasn't, it was probably there, but I just didn't see it as poignantly as I do now. Mm-hmm. I'd say the other thing that I certainly am seeing, and this is a, a pattern in my life, but again, I'm seeing it a little bit more poignantly than I have before, which is just like how I seek comfort, like my desire for comfort. I mean, we, everyone can probably um, associate with, you know, a lot of our creature comforts have been stripped from us over the last few weeks. I mean, and it was very abrupt too. It, it wasn't like this slow build and one thing gets taken and then another thing gets taken, but rather all those things went at once. And so how I find comfort and, and where I'm looking to comfort myself, I mean, a problem, emotion, right? So if we're talking about Tim Keller and the way that he's outlined some of these things, you know, he'll go through and say, you know, what's your greatest nightmare? What, what are you people around you often feel cert, a certain way? You know, what's your problem, emotion? My problem, emotion is certainly is boredom, like finding myself bored. And then what do I do with that? Where do I go? How do I right. fill my time? And I can't say, I mean, I, I would be very dishonest to say that I, I'm doing well with that. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to scripture, I'm praying, or I'm, you know, having um, redeeming thoughts or caring for people, not just the hyper spiritual things, uh, but also just how I care for my neighbors. But it's all, it's very um, selfish. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm defaulting to entertainment more, you know, I'm defaulting to uh, looking at, you know, YouTube videos on, on things that, you know, they're not necessarily bad, but I'm elevating them above where they should be. I'm elevating them above my relationship with the Lord. You know, I'm elevating them above loving and caring for my family and, and my, my wife uh, and those around me. And so that stuff um, has been exposed a lot more recently. Yeah, for sure. I remember hearing somebody say that you really know your heart when in the time when, when there's, there's absolutely nothing else going on in the quiet, in the silence, where does your mind go? Where does your heart go? And I think that's one of these tests and, and I know that that's true. I mean, again, I, I affirm the things that you're saying, not in the sense that I affirm the goodness of them, <laughs> but I affirm the struggle, affirm the struggle. Um, yeah, it's so easy just to fill the time. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think many of you know, I'm a, I'm a sports fan and um, I have given up sports for Lent. Definitely. Uh, but uh <laughs> Now that you and everyone else, exactly. Yeah. Now that there's there's nothing there, I realize like this is an idol. Like I oftentimes will go to sports to fill the time, and now there's just nothing to talk about. And I'm like, what am I doing with that? What am I doing with that time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel somewhat exposed myself there. 
Other other thoughts just on this area, um, maybe even further exposure, or how how do you encourage people? Mm. How would you encourage people? Because we're all going to feel exposed. And I think when we really, so in the podcast, we're talking about following Jesus. Uh, we're talking about living uh, out the gospel life or leaning into the gospel truths. How do we, how do, we do that? Because we're all going to feel this way. Our, our hearts, again, to quote John Calvin, they're idle factories. So we're not surprised when we see these things coming out. How do we lean into the gospel promises? What sort of encouragement do you have for our friends? Yeah, one of the things that I was really encouraged with, you know, and it actually came through a conversation we had with on this podcast a little while ago with Michael Bloom and talked about, you know, praying back scripture to himself to help him fight his struggle with anxiety. And, you know, as a pastor hearing that you would think my response would be, yeah, that's what I do all the time too, but I don't. And so just be hearing that and being reminded of how powerful that is in our own lives to take scripture that's relevant in our own lives and to pray that back, you know, I talked about uh, before we started recording the the parable of of, um, of the rich fool in Luke 12. And, you know, he, he stores all this stuff up and, and he looks good to the world. And yet Jesus in the parable calls him a fool, you know, because he did that. He wasn't thinking about the people. And so just taking that principle of, well, how can I, you know, how can I not store up treasures here? Not that those things are necessarily bad in and of themselves, right. but pray back the principle you know, how can I really press into who I am in Christ and what that provides for me and what that gets me and who I am as a, as a son of the living God in, in Christ and, you know, bowing a knee to him and really praying those principles and scriptures back, you know, search my heart and know me, Psalm 139, and see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah. Like praying that back as, as, yeah. as a daily prayer. Yeah, and tied in with that too is just the the freedom of repentance, not not suppressing these idols when we find them, but just throwing mm-hmm. them up. You feel so much better after you throw up, you know. <laughs> so, Brian, you were going to say something. Yeah, just a a, a change of, uh, of focus here because I yeah I can resonate with um, Addison as well. Uh, for me, uh, an encouragement. Being um, the spiritual leader of my house, it's 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 always been a difficulty, you know, for me to to spend time in prayer with my wife, and mm-hmm. I'm so busy doing it with everybody else. Right. I find right. that the counsel that I that I that I give, I seldom apply to myself. But we've been kind of forced into something that's that I hope will become uh, the new norm. You know, worshiping together at our kitchen table around following liturgy and reading on a computer. We've not ever done that before. So uh, there, there are more times than just the Sunday to follow that same liturgy or to spend some time in prayer together. We're, we're not going anywhere. So we, we certainly have uh, the, the use of those things that I hope become my new norm for the future. For sure. For sure. One other th- thing that I would just say here at the end is is that um, kind of Brian, with what you what you've been talking about, it's not it's not that you now don't care 
about your retirement and just completely throw it away or, or anything like that. And for me, with um, what I was speaking about earlier with concerning Facebook uh, and the likes that I'm getting, it's it's sort of what I'm picking up with, with some of you and your, your comments is how can we take the gospel along with us or put that lens in front of us as we then look at our retirement or uh, whatever is happening on Facebook. So it's not that I just now completely, for me, uh, renounce all of um, doing uh, a good job, being a good pastor. You don't, you yeah. don't renounce those things. Yeah. But how, how can I just put it in its proper place and how can I apply that gospel lens to it to make sure that those things do not become more than what they're intended to be? That's right. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, to, to quote Keller, who's done such a great job talking about idolatry. Uh, it's when good things become ultimate things. Yeah, uh, right. that's, that's when we recognize. And again, that's what's being exposed. There's, there's a lot of good things. There's good things about our freedom. But when our freedom becomes ultimate, then we see that it, it's, has, it's usurped the place where it's supposed to be. Well, I really thank you for for coming on and sharing these things. We spend 20 minutes or so and we hit the tip of the iceberg. I just want to close by reminding me that I am not my own, uh, that I've been bought with a price. Paul says these things in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Uh, You are not your own. You were bought with a price. And uh, as many of us know, the, the Heidelberg Catechism has just captured that so beautifully. What is your only comfort in life and death? You know, what is our security? Where is our significance? Where do we look for power and approval and uh, certainty in this life? That I am not my own, but I belong with body and soul, both in life and death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the power of the devil. He also preserves me in such a way that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. What a promise, you know, in these days of coronavirus. He knows every single thing and has preserved us. Indeed, all things must work together for my own salvation. Therefore, by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live for him. We hope it's been encouraging for you. I do certainly recommend to you that passage that uh, Addison quoted a little bit earlier from Psalm 139. Make that all of our prayer. Let's make it our prayer Teach us and know us, search us, uh, show me any offensive way in me and lead us in the way everlasting because that is indeed where we want to go. We hope you join us again later this week uh, on our uh, Following Jesus with Christ Church podcast. If you're not familiar with Christ Church, you can find us on the web at christchurchgr.org or gracehillgr.org and you can find out a little bit about what's going on with our church plant there and Ben Seneker. Uh, You can find this podcast following Jesus with Christ Church wherever you get your Apple or your Android podcast. So on behalf of my brothers 
So long and have a blessed day.